Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. open your Bibles or turn your attention to the screens. We're going to read one verse, Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. Amen. Verse number three. Proverbs 15, three, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. Amen. God sees all. Nothing is hid from Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for Your mighty Word. And we love You for it, God. Your Word is a continual and awesome reminder of everything, God, that You have for us and what we need to do to keep ourselves, amen, on the right road and the right track for You, Lord. Blessed and anointed to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. We give you all the praise and the credit. And everybody said amen. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, God's watching. Amen. Amen. Have you ever, have anybody ever told you, hey, you know, watch out, be careful. Hey, God's watching. God's watching. You know, not everybody's watching, even though some people are looky-loos and some people are snoopy-snoops and, you know, some people, you know, don't understand what privacy is and personal space or whatever, but not even those people know everything, even though they think they do. Amen. God is watching. You know, people do things under the cover of darkness to hide their evil deeds, but the Bible said, Psalms 139, verse 12, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Amen. John 3, verse 19, Jesus said, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Because they want to do, because what happens? People wait for the sun to go down to do certain things. They wait for the stroke of midnight when people are in bed to do certain things. But they don't understand that God sees it all. People do things behind closed doors, conceal the underhanded things they might be involved with. Luke chapter 12, verse 2, Jesus said, There's nothing covered that shall not be revealed. There's neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in the darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which you have spoken in the ears and closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. Amen. God sees all, and God hears all, and God knows all. Amen. Have you ever heard that little saying, you know, when someone, when you tell somebody something uh, that you didn't think that they, you know, you didn't think they knew or they didn't think you knew. And they say, well, how do you know that? A little birdie told me. Right? Amen. You know where they got that saying from? The Bible. Because the book of Ecclesiastes says, what is spoken in the bedchambers, amen, a bird of the air shall carry it and tell it to somebody. That's where your little birdie 
told me came from. Amen. God sees all. God knows all. People do things out in the middle of nowhere. Well, we're out in the wilderness. We're out in the desert. We're out in the forest. No one's going to see what's going on. Amen. But God sees what man cannot see. What people don't understand is that the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Amen. God sees everything you do. You can fool man, but you cannot fool God. Amen. John 30, Job 34, 21, For his eyes are upon the ways of man, and he seeth all his goings. Everybody say all. All, all is all. And that means everything is included in the all. And the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 4, verse 13, Neither is there any creature that's not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Everything. Amen. I wonder if these same people that are trying to hide for some sinister reason or some reason to escape, you know, a detection by the law or by others. I wonder if they do that same thing if their mom was right there sitting next to them. I don't think so. Some might, but, you know, those are total jerks. Amen. You don't do stuff with your mom right there. Come on. You at least wait for her to leave or something. Amen. Would they do what they're going to do if a police officer was sitting right there? I don't think so. Amen. I don't know about you, but I still, when, I, when a police officer comes up behind me or beside me, man, I'm, you know, 10 and 2, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, you know, driving like, you know, like they told me in driver's ed. It's just, you know, I, I still uh, have that respect. Amen. That, uh, that I, I, I want to, you know, do what's right now. Do I always do what's now? I'm like, eh, no one's around. Yeah, California stopped. That means we kind of stop and we roll through things here and there. Amen. Or we don't always keep the speed limit. Amen. You know, some said, hey, does God leave you, if you after you go, uh, when you get to 66 or higher on the 65 freeway? Amen. 65 mile hour freeway. Uh, not necessarily, but I know he's uh, probably saying, well, you probably should tone that down a bit. Well, you know, God, you know, five-mile buffer. Don't you give us a five-mile buffer? We can go 70. Come on, our speedometer's probably off. I don't know. Amen. But you know what? But when the police officer's right there, you know, we wouldn't do what we're doing. Amen. But see, people, oh, my mom's not there. The The police is not there. But God's eyes are there, and His presence is there, and He's seeing it, and He's hearing it. And you know what? He's marking it down, and it's not going to go away folks it's not going away amen so i don't think so i don't think they're they're going to get away with that and do that if they're there everybody needs to come to the stark realization whether they want to understand that or not that just because god is invisible and just because sometimes you don't hear his voice audibly Amen. It doesn't mean he isn't right there observing everything that we do. Jeremiah 16, 17, For mine eyes are upon all their ways. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from mine eyes. Jeremiah 23, 24, God, can any hide himself in secret places? Amen. That I shall not see him, saith the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Amen. Adam and Eve hid after they ate the forbidden fruit. They hid themselves from God. It was a futile attempt. 
You can't hide from God. But they tried. They felt shame and they felt guilt that came from sin for the very first time. Amen. They understood their nakedness and they tried to cover themselves and hide behind the bushes when God's presence came to talk with them like He always did. And the Bible said, God said, where are you, Adam? Well, see, it shows you that God didn't know where they were. Case closed. Nope. That's not the case closed. That's like when a, when a little kid is playing hide-and-go-seek from his, her dad, amen, and she's hiding in the drapes. This drape is just straight and not moving. This drape looks like uh, you know, a bowl constricted. It just swallowed a, a, you know, a wildebeest, and it's kind of moving around. Where are you, honey? I don't know where you could be. Amen. And, 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 and Adam and Eve's heavenly father said, Adam, where are you? He was trying to say, hey, do you know where you are spiritually right now? Do you guys know what you just did? You just not just did, you affected what you two did. You affected the whole human race. Amen. That's going to come after you. Amen. They tried to hide their sin. You can't hide sin from God. You know what the best thing to do with sin is? Amen. Is to confess it and forsake it and ask for forgiveness and get it under the blood and get it out of the way so you don't have to worry about it ever again. Amen. You know, when, when King Saul, before he was king, because, you know, Israel did not want to be a theocracy anymore. Theocracy meant God ruled. Amen. They, they didn't want Samuel the prophet to run the show anymore with God's help. They, they asked for a king. We want a king. We see all these other Gentile nations. We want a king like they have. And then God tried to warn them, you get a kid, a king like them, you're going to have, the king's going to take your sons for war and your daughters uh, in the palace to you know, to, to uh, take care of the palace and do this, and then he's going to tax you, and he's going to confiscate your land, and, and yeah, we don't care, we want a king. And so God told Samuel, go find the king. And he found this a young man named, named Saul of the tribe of Benjamin, who was a tall guy, head and shoulders above them all, the Bible said. And when God, when the announcement, when Saul was told by Samuel, okay, we're going to have you, I need you to come over here because I'm going to announce before everybody that God has chosen you to be the king. Amen. The big announcement was ready, but the king was not there. He was hiding amongst the stuff, the Bible said. And I don't even know what the stuff was, but he was hiding amongst it. That's all that the Bible said. So he was hiding from his calling. He didn't want to do what God wanted him to do because he, he was called, amen, to be something greater than he was. He was just, he was just a, 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 a normal guy that was just minding his own business, but God saw something in him and he wanted him to be the first king. Amen, folks. God has a higher calling for many of us. Amen. You know, when you're faithful in a few things, God will elevate you. God will open bigger doors for you. Amen. And I know sometimes the bigger doors can be scary and can be, well, I've never been through that door before. I've never done that before. Amen. But God will never call you. Amen. Where he will not enable you. Praise God. And I'm telling you, God is wanting you. Amen. Some of you. Praise God, in 2020, some of you, God wants to call you to a higher calling. And between now and 2020, amen, it's time to be obedient. It's time to prepare. It's time to do what you got to do to be ready for that calling. I feel that in Jesus' name. God wants to call some of you to a higher place. Amen. 
Don't hide in the stuff, because God sees the stuff, and he's, oh, yeah, at the bottom of the stuff. There, there he is. And so Samuel's going, where's Saul at? Where? He's over there in the stuffs. God had to tell him where he was, and they brought him over. King David, instead of going out to war, got into some trouble one, in, his, in his reign at one point, And he tried to hide his sins of adultery and then murder. And he thought he had every T crossed and every I dotted. Amen. Praise God. You think these CSI teams, they come in after the fact and they can find something that the regular police can't find or the regular detectives because they got all this forensics and all this kind kind of stuff or whatever. Amen. God is way more than CSI. Praise God. He see, he saw it when it was taking place. Amen. And he knows it all about. It. Praise God. And so when David said, "Well, I got it all taken care of." And he just he just kind of was going to go on with his life. And the Bible said, and the thing that David did displeased God. And God dispatched the prophet Nathan and told him a little story. And, then, and, and after he, said, he heard that story, he was so mad about the man in the story of what he did. He said, that man ought to die. And Nathan, and you, usually you don't point your finger in the king's face and say something like, you're the man. Because later on, some of those kings didn't like what the prophets said, and those prophets died. Amen. But he said, you're the man. And, P- and David immediately humbled himself and repented. That's the best thing to do. Amen. When God calls us out, because he saw the whole thing. Amen. The best thing to do is to not deny it and not ignore it, but to say, yes, God, I repent of it. I want to I be better for you on that. Praise God. Even the man after God's own heart, even one of the greatest people in the Bible you read about in the Old Testament, he had his issues. Amen. And when you try to hide your issues from God, God's got to Send someone by to tell you. That's why we got to come to church and get preached to and taught. Amen. That's why we got to keep our nose in the Bible and our knees on the floor. We need to be able to have God talk to us and deal with us and talk to us out of His Word. Amen. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh and preach. They didn't have a good reputation of receiving prophets. Amen. So he went the opposite direction and got in the bottom of a boat going to Tarsus, and he was hidden down in the bottom, sleeping away. Woo! <laughs> and God said, Mm-mm. I see where you're at. Yeah, no one else knows where you're at. Your family doesn't know where you're at. I know where you're at. I see it all. Don't run. He tried to run from the command of God. He tried to run from being obedient to God. And he found himself, instead of hiding in some warm blankets at the bottom of the hold of that ship, he was in a nice, warm, cozy, gooey whale's belly for three days. Yummy. With stuff like down by his feet, because he was in, you talk about claustrophobic, you talk about waking up wrapped up in your blanket sometime, and you feel like you're dying. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. He was in this whale's belly. He didn't know what to do. And then there's like, what's that biting my toe down there? Three days of this. Amen. It's better to not hide from God. I'll hide you. Here you go. It's like, oh, I'm getting seasick. Amen. This is worse than the, the 
one of the rides at Magic Mountain. I don't know what I'm going to do. We, well, don't, don't run from your obedience to God. Don't run from what God's wanting you to do. Amen. Not only is it, He's calling us, and we, we want to hide from the calling. Sometimes, amen, He's showing us, hey, I want you to obey this scripture. I want you to change some things in your life. And we're not changing things in our life. And so He's got to do something else. Amen. You know, in the, in the New Testament, there was the parable of the talents. And, and three people were given talents by the owner of, the, uh, of the, the establishment that was going on a journey. Amen. He gave one guy five and another guy two and another guy one. And when he came back, amen, he talked to him and the five made another five and the two made another two. They doubled what they'd given. And he said, well done, well done. And this last guy, he went. But when, he, when the guy left, he buried he put that one talent in a napkin and he buried it in the backyard. And he just, when the guy came up, he went and he came back, dug it back up. And he said, here you go. It's all yours. And he said, thou wicked and, and you know, slothful servant. Hey, Amen. You should have done something with the talent. Don't hide your talent. God sees when you bury your talent. God sees when you ignore the calling. God sees when you don't be obedient to His Word. Let's do God's will. Amen. And if we do that, then God, with God's blessings and God's favor and, and, and God's power will be on our lives. We cannot hide from God and we cannot hide our sins and iniquities from God either. Proverbs 28, 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Amen. Praise God. You know what? Sometimes we feel grieved. We see situations. Maybe people we know in our lives. Or maybe something we see you know, on the news or whatever. And we see people that seemingly get away with murder. Literally. They get away with this and they get away with that. And it's like nobody's doing anything. What's going on? This is not just. Let me tell you something. Amen. Nobody is getting away with nothing. I know that's not good grammar, but it sounds good preaching. Praise God. Nobody is getting away with nothing. God's marking it all down. Amen. And they're going to answer. If they haven't dealt with that, if they haven't confessed it, if they haven't asked God to forgive them, that's going to follow them all the way to judgment. God sees all, hears all, and knows all. 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. But both who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. Amen. We only look on the outward of people. We too many times judge books by their cover because that's all we can do. We don't, we don't have the ability like God does to see down in the heart. Amen. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God sees the heart because nothing is hidden to him. Romans fourteen twelve. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. Amen. I'm not a big into accounting. Amen. That's why my wife handles the checkbook. I'm not big into that. I just say, can I have my, my weekly allowance? And that's all I know. Praise God. I just like, oh, I got my allowance. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Is everything? And then I just, I go in there and I flip the light on and it comes on. I, you know, I flush the toilet and the water comes in there. Amen. And then, you know, the heater comes on and the, the stove works. And boy, praise God. She must be paying the bills. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, but we all are going to give an account of what we do. 
Revelation 20 verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face heaven and earth fled away, and there was not, no, found, no place found for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. That's everybody. And the books were open. That's the Bible. Amen. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. Amen. Of everything that we did. Praise God. Everything that God saw, even though somebody else didn't see it. We fooled that one, and we didn't let that one see it. Amen. We got away with it. Amen. Praise God. Bonnie and Clyde got away with a lot of stuff until they were caught. Jesse James got away with a lot of stuff until he was caught. Amen. And some people are never caught until they stand in this place. And then everybody gives an account. Amen. So... I know that so far, you know, this might be a little, you know, unnerving, you know, for some people. Amen. And, and people that hear this first part of the lesson, the message, praise God. Because, you know, it's not a comforting thing to have, know that there's eyes in the sky and there's eyes all in play. I don't want to be someone seeing everything I do. Amen. But you know what? It's not an unnerving thing to me on this side of the Calvary, on this side of the cross, on this side of the kingdom of God, on this side of the church. Amen. It's an encouraging word. When I see that, amen, that, that, that everything is open to God and His eyes see everything, that encourages me. That means He's watching me and He's watching my stuff and He's watching my family and He's watching everybody, amen, that I love. Amen. It's an encouragement to me and it should be an encouragement to every one of us Amen. That feel the same way. It's a comfort. It's a blessing. Amen. For those who purpose in their heart to walk with him and keep his commandments. Second Chronicles 16, 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward them. Remember we talked about biblical perfection last Sunday. It's those that are entire and that are made whole by God. Amen. Job 31, 4. Doth not he see my ways and count all my steps? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for seeing my ways. Thank you for knowing when I'm going through things. You know it. You, you're going to be there. Psalms 33, 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear Him. Upon them that hope in His mercy. To what? To deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So I'm looking for those eyes. Amen. The blessings of the eyes of the Lord being upon me. First Peter 3.12 For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and His ears are open unto their prayers. Amen. Praise God. Have you ever felt when you're praying that sometimes it doesn't seem like these prayers are even leaving the room? Sometimes if you have your face buried in a couch or in the pew of the church, it seems like they're just going into the cushion and you just don't feel like there's a release. Let me tell you something. Amen. If you have your heart in the right place, amen, He hears your prayers. He sees what you're going through. He knows every trial and tribulation. Just because we can't see Him doesn't mean He's not with us. Even when we don't feel Him, God is always with us. Even when we don't hear His voice, God is always with us. Amen. Never read into the silence of God, the absence of God. Just because God is quiet doesn't mean He's not there. Amen. Have you ever been talking to somebody or whatever, and maybe they're not in your line of sight, and you're in a car, or they're over here in the back seat, or something, whatever, and then they don't talk for a while, and you go, hey, still there? Hey, what's going on? You sleeping? What's, what's happening here? Sometimes we feel that way. Hey, God, are you still there? Yeah, he's still there. 
Amen. The silence of God doesn't mean the absence of God. He's never going to be gone from you. He shows himself strong on our behalf. He sees all of our ways. His eyes are open, amen, upon all those that fear him and hope in his mercy. He will always be with us. Amen. The writer of Psalm said in 139.7 said, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? And whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. And that's talking about the grave, not, not the hell hell. If I talk to the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, you're there. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Praise God. So when I say, hey God, amen, how can we, is there any place I can go? Amen, if I fly the moon, if I go to Mars, amen, if I go to the bottom of the depths of the ocean, are you not there? No, he's there everywhere. So that's an encouragement to all of us, folks. He's there. Praise God. Amen. And there He'll lead you. And there He'll hold you. And there He'll, he'll, he'll bless you. And even the night shall be light. Matthew twenty-eight twenty. I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Hebrews 13, 5. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I like that. So even when I feel forsaken, He has not forsaken me. Amen. I said, even when I feel forsaken, He's not forsaken me. What did Jesus say toward the end of His being on the cross? He said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which being interpreted as, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God did not forsake the man that he became on the cross. He did not. He felt forsaken. You know why? Because he had all the sins of the world on his shoulders. Every sin from Adam and Eve up until that day was on this shoulder. And every sin from the future because he didn't just die for the past in the present. He died for me and you. We weren't even born yet. Amen. We were 2,000 years later. And he still, he died for people that aren't born yet that are going to grow up and cause and get in trouble and his blood will still be there for them. So he had sin all over. He felt forsaken. He was not forsaken. God was with him. Amen. When I feel alone, I'm never alone. And if you feel alone and you happen to be alone, call one of your church buddies. Call one of your people that, that, that understand what you're talking about, what you're going through. Amen. When those times come, all I need to do is gather together with one or two others. Praise God. Amen. Because the Bible said, amen, we're two or three I gather together in my name. There I am in the midst. Not only my eyes, not only my ears, but my presence and my healing and my blessing. It's right there. That's why we got to have fellowship. That's why we got to have unity. That's why we can't live for God by ourselves. We got to have we got to be connected with people of like precious faith. Amen. He's with me in my trials and tribulations. He's with me when I'm going through the valley. Psalms 23 verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. 
Amen. He's with me when life tries to throw me into its fiery furnaces. He's with me when life tries to throw me in its lion's dens. He's with me when life tries to chain me up and throw me into its prisons of guilt and shame and fear and anxiety and oppression and depression. Amen. He's with me. He's with me when I stumble and fall and find myself sitting in darkness and don't know where to go or where to turn. Micah 7 verse 8 said, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Amen. Would you stand with me? I, for one, am so thankful God is watching over us. What an assurance to know that He is always keeping an eye on us. And I don't think of it as an eye of suspicion. I don't think of it as an eye of condemnation. I don't think of it as He's watching over me so that as soon as I even do the the smallest wrong thing, that He's going to hit me over the head with a billy club or something. I don't think so. Amen. I think of it as He is a loving Heavenly Father whose eye is watching over me. He knows the pitfalls of life. He knows my own human nature that might try to rise up. He knows the tricks of the devil. Amen. And so His eye is on me. His angels are ministering to me. He's got a body of Christ, the church, that's there to help as well. What a blessing. God's watching. Hey, everybody, God's watching. Amen. I guess the response to, hey everybody, did you know God's watching? And the people's response is based on what they're doing. Where they are in their life. Oh no, who else is watching? Oh my goodness. Amen. But if you tell me God's watching, I'll say thank you Jesus. Amen. I need Him to watch over me. Amen. I'm never going to get so spiritual and so big in the Lord and all this kind of stuff that, okay, God, you know, I got this. I got this. You know, like when you first learned to drive and, yeah, mom, dad, I got it. I got it. And you plow right into this neighbor's car. I guess you didn't have it. Amen. I don't ever want to get that way. I just want to say, Lord, you're watching. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This altar is open. If you want to pray in your seat, let's talk to him for a few moments. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.